saddle when Red tucked his head between his legs and flung both hind legs out behind him. She let the reins slide through her hands to keep from being jerked off and clamped Red's sides with thighs muscled by a lifetime spent on horseback. Red pawed for the sky. When the big horse landed, the jolt was almost enough to send her into the dirt. Still she held on, teeth rattling every time the animal bucked. Red wasn't going to win this round. Suddenly, he changed tactics and raced full speed toward the far end of the corral. Lynn threw her head back and let loose a rebel yell into the cold morning air. Go, Red! Run me into the ground! Inches before he would hit the fence, Red skidded to a stop, his haunches dropping nearly to the ground. If she could have been sure Red would whirl and retrace his pounding steps, Lynn would have stayed with the rogue, but she'd mounted the horse to learn one thing— and her answer had come with Red's first move. This wasn't an animal for Walker Ranch. Before Red could collect himself, Lynn catapulted herself out of the saddle, grabbed the wooden fencing, and scrambled over it. It wasn't until she was on the ground with a barrier between herself and the still enraged horse that she took her first conscious breath. Red, you damn fool, she called after the bucking animal. You're just like me fighting a rope even when you don't know why you're fighting. She took another breath. At least Red knew what he was battling. Lynn couldn't name what it was that had once caused her to search the horizon with hungry eyes. Lynn Walker, I should have known. Are you hurt? Lynn turned at the sound of her mother's cry. The older Walker woman, wearing a nightgown that hung loosely on her too thin figure, was closing the distance between the ranch house and the corral. Like her surroundings, Carol Walker was gray. Timeless. Briefly, Lynn closed her eyes. She hadn't wanted to disturb her mother. The woman was bone-weary and might be for months to come. I'm fine, she said. I just wanted to give Red one last chance. Do you have any idea how many chances that rogue has had? Carol Walker took her daughter's arm and turned her slim but muscled form around. What he is is rodeo stock. Lynn didn't bother looking at the horse before nodding. Do you want to call them or shall I? Why don't you call Dee, dear? You haven't gotten in touch with her since you came back, have you? No. She thought about using a lack of time as her excuse, but dismissed the lie. Dee was her best friend and Lynn had had ample opportunity to tell her that her father's funeral had accomplished what both Dee and Carol had wanted. She was back. Dee said I'd hitch a ride back here someday, she said softly. I guess it's time she learned how right she was. Is her father still involved with the ranch and business? Carol shook her head and rearranged her nightgown over her angular shoulders. You know Bob. He always was full of ideas. He just never had much knack for seeing them through. It's a good thing Brian took to contracting the way he did. He's been running things close to ten years now. Brian. The name of her best friend's older brother didn't come easily. While Dee had always been like a friendly kitten, warming instantly to everyone she met, Brian was the wind that moved the prairie grasses. Lynn had known Brian Stone from earliest childhood, and yet she'd never understood the man. She wondered if anyone did. She broke free of her thoughts. I've seen Stonestock at half the rodeos I've been to. I take it he's doing well. 
More than well. Stonestock has been at the finals for, what, the past seven years at least. Brian knows his animals, and he's a businessman. She pulled away from the fence and focused on the rising sun. Is he married? Dee always said no woman could ever get close enough to throw a rope on him. He's still running wild. Poor Nancy. I think she's worried she's never going to have grandchildren. Dee's having too much fun being single, and Brian? If Brian ever stands still for more than five minutes, he's going to make some woman a good husband. I didn't tell you at the funeral, but... Carol swallowed and then continued. Brian was here the day your dad died. Sick as he was, William wanted to talk to Brian. What about? When the family gathered for the funeral two weeks ago, Carol hadn't yet been able to talk about her husband's last days. That release, which Lynn knew was essential, was just now starting to come. Maybe nothing, Carol shrugged. Brian was going to go to an auction that day, but when your dad called, he dropped everything and came over. The Stones have always been good neighbors. More like family. I know, Carol's voice dropped to a whisper. For a minute, Lynn thought she wasn't going to say anything else. Honey, your father died in Brian's arms. I, I don't know what I was thinking that.